0: Good morning. Glad you've taken the time out of your Sunday morning to join me today. I hope you're doing well, and we continue to pray that God will take this virus away from our community, from our nation, and from our world so that we can get back on to normal things. And hopefully we will have been changed just a little bit so that we will continue to reflect or more reflect upon God's providential care for us. I hope you and your family are doing well, and we're doing well here, uh, but glad you're with me today. I was working on the church website this week and writing a little bit for it, a little piece, and it got me thinking about something I think we need to talk about. I don't like what we're going through any more than you do, but there was a phrase in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, And verse 18, that I'd like to share with you. And then we'll dig into it just a little bit. Paul said to Christians there in Thessalonica In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In everything give thanks? That's what it says. That's what he said. In everything give thanks. We are in week seven at least, of this stay at home, don't get out and about, don't interact with friends very much. Be thankful in that. Well, bear with me, and you'll get to see what I'm saying. It is easy, or it should be easy, to thank God when things are going great, when we're getting the things that we want, but unfortunately, that's not always the case of how we live, because we come to expect God's blessings and his care. For instance, in Luke chapter 17, starting in verse 11, Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee on his way to Jerusalem. And Luke records for us, saying, As he entered a village, ten leprous men who stood at a distance met him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priest. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Now, think about this. We are in our shutdown, our social distancing. Ten leprous men only had contact with themselves. They were outcasts. They were under strict quarantine laws. In fact, when they went out, they had to shout, if they saw somebody close, unclean, unclean, so that someone would not come close and be in contact with them, and thereby themselves becoming unclean. That's pretty tough, but they could associate, apparently, with one another. They saw Jesus. Now, they probably had heard stories about his healing, maybe casting out demons, maybe even cleansing a leper what did they do? They said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. He saw them. He said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they were going, they were cleansed. See, when one was cleansed of leprosy, according to the law of Leviticus, they went and presented themselves to the priest. He would judge them as being cleansed, and then they would offer the proper sacrifice that was called for. Jesus didn't say, be cleansed or be healed here. He just said, go and show yourself to the priest. Now, why would they want to go and show themselves? Well, A, because Jesus said to. But Jesus was doing something, and so as they went on their way to do just what he said, they were cleansed. Now, you might think that an ordinary person who is a social outcast because of leprosy might be rejoicing and might be very happy, and they were thrilled, no doubt. You might also think that they would want to run to Jesus and say thank you for what he had done for them, recognizing that their cleansing came from the time when he said, go and show yourself to the priest. Now, one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back. Glorifying God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan, he wasn't even a Jew. Then Jesus answered, and they said, Were there not ten cleansed? But the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Stand up and go, your faith has made you well. So we have here. 10 men 10 men got the same blessing 10 men who were formerly social outcasts can now integrate into society and it's almost like nine of them thought it was their due or nine of them were so caught up in their healing that they just wanted to go quickly to the priest to make the proper sacrifices and be judged as being cleansed the samaritan realized he was indeed cleansed and he returned to jesus and glorified God. Now, the sin of ingratitude, someone has said, is perhaps the most grievous of all sins. I don't know if that's a fact, but I do know that it is a terrible sin. Paul said, again, in First Thessalonians chapter 5, and verse 18, in everything, give thanks. Now, we are practicing social distancing, and we have to give thanks to God. Why on earth would we be able to give thanks to God for this social distancing? Well, in part, we look at the blessings. Maybe because of this social distancing and staying at home, you have been kept free from getting the virus. That's a good thing. Would you not agree with that? Perhaps by staying at home and not being able to go out and play golf uh go to the lake to the river to do these things wherein we're having a lot of fun we now have to stay home with our spouses with our children and that can be a good thing because it allows us the time that maybe we've just been neglecting so that we can appreciate them and enjoy the relationships that God has given to us I know there are some negative things about this social distancing. I don't like them any more than you do, but we have to look to the positive. So let us not forget to give thanks to God in everything. I don't thank him for the virus, but we can thank him for the blessings that we find in our time of staying at home. We can also thank him for sustaining us and seeing us through this another passage that i'd like to reflect on with you is found in the eighth chapter of the book of romans paul has written to the church in rome and in the first three chapters basically he has said the world is guilty of sin then he builds in the end of chapter three our salvation which is in christ he is the appeasement for us, the propitiation of God for our sins. He tells us and gives us the example of justification by faith in chapter 4 with Abraham and David. In chapter 5, he says openly at the very beginning, therefore, having been justified by faith, and that's where we are. In Romans chapter 6, he reminded those Christians in Rome of exactly what they did. And here I'd like to just start at the end, toward the end in verses 16 and, or verses 17 and 18, excuse me, but thanks be to God that though you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed. And having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Now, what was the form of teaching that was there? Obviously, it is that we are justified by faith. It is the free gift of God. In chapter 6, though, as he stated after chapter 5 that we are justified through faith, they were starting to think that God is more glorious than ever because the more sin, the more salvation, the more glory to God. And so he writes to them in chapter 6 and verse 1, anticipating that question, he says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace might increase? That's their line of reasoning. May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be with him in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing that our, this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. That's the premise. That's what he's saying. That is the form of teaching to which they were committed to which they obeyed, and it made them free from sin. Put it another way in Galatians chapter three, verses 26, Paul, still continuing on in that theme to the Galatian church of justification by faith said, for as many of you, excuse me, it just jumped right out of my mind and I'll have to go to it and read it, it looks like. I memorized that one very much and, One of my favorite passages of scripture, but I missed it. So pardon me while I turn to that one. Galatians chapter 3 and verses 26 and 27. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. So faith being baptized into Christ having clothed ourselves with Christ. God sustains us. Now let's turn back to Romans for just one brief moment, and this lesson is pretty much going to be yours pretty soon. In Romans chapter 8, we know that the love of God is tremendous, and we are sons of God in Christ. He's asked the question, and he tells us, he asked the question in verse 35 Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? Just as it is written, For your sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor the things present, nor the things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, or nor any other created thing, will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You see, we can be thankful. God has taken care of us. And we may not like this present circumstance of the stay at home, shut down, whatever you want to call it. I don't like it but I can still be thankful because God is sustaining me. I've not gone hungry. Um, I miss my relationships with people. I miss those friendships and those connections, but I am thankful that today we have this forum. I can record this message from the safety of my home office and I can share it with you and with hundreds of others That are out there in the internet land, as I call it. So I'm thankful for that. It's a little difficult for me because I'm not really used to this, but I'm getting more so, and hopefully, I'm getting better. I'll let you be the judge of that. Let's move on. There are so many things that we have to be thankful for our families, our homes, you name it, we can be thankful. There is a song that we sometimes, actually quite often, sing at Central. When Up on Life's Billows is the title of the song. And I'd like to share it with you just by reading the lyrics, not singing it for you. When up on life's billows, you are tempest-tossed. When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost. Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly, and you will be seen as the days go by. So, amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend, and help and comfort give you to your journey's end. The chorus goes, Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your many blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. And that's what we have to do at times like this. We don't like the shutdown. We don't like what's going on. But God is continuing to bless us in so many ways we need to be as the samaritan in luke chapter 17. he had to go through his day shouting unclean and yes he had nine friends that he could be with they were all cleansed when jesus said go and show yourself to the priest they asked for him for mercy and he gave them mercy one of them recognized it and that he went to jesus glorifying god saying thankful, showing how grateful and thankful that he was. So in the midst of all that we're going through, let us thank God because he's still taking care of us. He's still seeing us through. That doesn't mean we don't have problems. Doesn't mean that we don't like what we're going through right now. It just means that we can look and choose to be thankful for the things that we do have and that we can say thank you for protecting me during this terrible situation. I don't know about you, but I choose to be thankful, and I just pray that you would be that way as well, that you would look for, as we call sometimes, the silver lining in the cloud, because that's what it's all about. Now, this lesson is pretty much over, but I do want to tell you something that's very sincere. I wanna know that you're doing okay. And if you're struggling with something, I want you to, on our webpage, I want you to go up to the contact button, and I want you to send me a message. I can call you. I can send you an email, and we can talk. We could even set up a private one-on-one Zoom meeting so that we can share with what's going on in your life, and I can share you some of my life as well. So if you have a need, I want you to let me know that. You can also give me a call. The number for the church building is on our webpage, yumachurchofchrist.com. Once again, yumachurchofchrist.com. So give me a call, send me an email. I'll get in touch with you. Give me a little bit of time to do so, but I will get in touch with you. I want to thank you for joining me today and being with us. I just pray that God would bless you during this time with continued safety and protection. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing for us. We just pray our thanksgiving and our appreciation that you are taking us through all of these things, that you are the God who loves us so much that nothing can separate us from that love. And we are so grateful. And during this time, Father, that we have to stay home, tempers maybe get a little touchy sometimes. Maybe that's because we're not looking at the blessings that we do have, and we're looking at the things that we miss. So Father, open our eyes to see your goodness, to see your blessings, and not focus on the negatives of what this shutdown is all about, of this stay-at-home is all about. Father, we thank you for protecting us and keeping us safe and healthy at this time. And we just praise you, Father, because you are the God of heaven, and you are taking care of us. Open our eyes to see your glory and your protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, once again, thank you for being with us, and I look forward to seeing you again, hopefully, at the Central Church of Christ building at 651 West 28th Street in a couple of weeks. But until then, we'll just do this by this form. And you be blessed and be safe. Thank you.